0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the DC Power Play, um, hosted by Drew and Sabir. My name is Sabir, and you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at PleaseWinDC. Drew, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well, Uh, Sabir. Thanks. Uh, How's it going?
0: Pretty well. Uh, Where can we follow you on Twitter as well?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter uh, at RoboStop10.
0: Great. Okay, so as always, we're doing this podcast for one of the hottest sports websites um, in the district currently. That's the dmvsportsnetwork.com. They can be followed on Twitter as well, at dmv underscore sn. The content on there is all about um, DC sports. So that's the Redskins, the Caps, Nationals, Wizards, Fantasy Football, as well as tennis and some other DC sports as well. So please be sure to check that out. Again, that's dmvsportsnetwork.com. And please subscribe to our podcast wherever it's available. We are currently on iTunes as well. Um, so let's get into the episode today, Drew. Uh, for our most previous episodes, we've started the talk about Wilson and his suspension. We know that hearing uh, to try and get his uh, suspension reduced. That was on Thursday. And it was a seven-hour hearing. He was talking to Gary Bettman. So... That was really interesting news, but I don't think we have any word on whether Gary has made a decision or not. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, From what I've seen, um, that Bettman is supposed to look over the transcripts and read over everything that took place during the uh, hearing and will uh, ultimately decide based on that whether or not he alters uh, Tom's suspension.
0: Now – for the other guy, Austin Watson, who got his suspension reduced, do you know? Because I don't know. Do you know how long it took after his hearing to get a result?
1: Um, actually, I don't. Um, and because they went to an arbitrator, it seems like that went longer uh, than what uh, obviously what Tom is dealing with. Because uh, the way that it's supposed to work is, you know, he like uh, Watson got suspended. Uh, he went uh, to appeal. You can appeal to Be- to Gary Bettman. Um, if Bettman decides not to do anything, then through the collective bargaining agreement, they can uh, request that a uh, an arbitrator review the case in- at hand and decide whether or not um, to alter the suspension date. Okay. So when in Watson's case, he did go to the uh, arbitrator. And the arbitrator ultimately decided to reduce his, his games from, uh, I believe he yeah. originally was 27, and they reduced it nine games to 18.
0: Okay. Okay, so currently we're recording on Sunday, um, October 21 right now. So if Wilson's suspension remains the same, he would have uh, 13 games left, I believe. They've played seven. So, so we'll see if it changes at all. But... Uh, Again, we're recording right now on a Sunday morning, and his hearing, he had it on Thursday, but we don't have any result yet. Okay, so let's go into the two-game recap for the Caps this this week. They played two games. The first one was on a Wednesday. That was against the New York Rangers, one of the bottom teams in the division in the conference, and the Caps were able to pull a win out of that one, uh, a 4-3 victory in overtime, though. So that was kind of a back and forth game. Uh, you kind of expected Caps to maybe not ha- have it that close of a game, but it is what it is. Uh, at least they pulled out the two points there. Matt Niskanen got the game winner in overtime. What did you think about that game?
1: Um, I I was I was very surprised about how um, how well the Rangers actually played um, as, for being such a young group, a lot of uh, a lot of new players. The interesting thing is the fact that these teams, the especially the ones that are rebuilding the younger younger set, are going to come in with nothing to lose. They're going to play the Caps tough. Uh, they're going to play their game and see where the chips fall. And I thought that um, the Rangers actually played a really good game. And, the, you know, the Caps were able to um, get through, get in overtime and, and get the winner and get the two points. Uh, But this is going to be the theme, I think, of the year since, you know, hey, you're going to go play the Stanley Cup champs. We better bring our A game. And I think uh, a lot of teams are playing that way, at least early on. Um, The Caps overall so far, their defense um, has been surprisingly leaky. Um, Mm -hmm. They've not been playing very, very well. Um, A lot of missed coverages, a lot of... um, uh, missed, uh, missed passes, missed assignments, and they're going to have to get that corrected. It's only seven games in. So, I mean, there's really no, I don't think there's a really a reason to hit a panic button, but considering Reardon is the, 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 the leader of this group, as far as when it came to the defense, uh, I'm really surprised it's as leaky as it is, um, from the game where, you know, the, from Copley's game where they got shut out, you know, mm-hmm. six, nothing. Um, mean, he was in net, um, I know we'll, we'll get into the game here in a minute, the Florida game Friday night. Um, they really need this to shore it up. Now, I don't, I don't know, uh, I'll have to ask you this, you know, is it a product of the fact that Wilson is not playing? I know that Wilson plays the PK um, from a defensive point of view. Uh, is his presence causing some of this? Uh, these issues? I, I, I'm not sure, but for the penalty kill, uh, I think his presence is, is highly missed. Yeah, I would
0: agree on that. I think once Wilson gets slotted back in, that evens out all the bottom lines as well. And hopefully then we can reduce the amount of five on five goals that we're giving up. But I think mainly, like you said, on the PK, Wilson is really important. But I think the Caps are taking a bit too many penalties in general. Um, So, you know, some goals are kind of just fluky, you know, a deflection and, and goalie can't even see it and it lands at the feet of of the offensive player and he can tap it in. So, I think I'm more concerned about just taking the amount of penalties and against bad teams, you just shouldn't do that. The Caps have only held their opponents under three goals twice so far this season. That was the opening night shutout and of against Vegas, they held Vegas to two goals. But besides that, they've given up six to Pittsburgh, six to New, Jer- to New Jersey, four to um, the Maple Leafs, four to the Rangers, and then six or maybe you can say five to the Panthers who they played on Friday. So it is a bit of a concern. Hopi has been pulled already once or twice this season. Uh, So we'll see what happens, but at least they were able to pull out the two points. That's all that really matters. You know, weeks from now we won't, we won't care about really how they played necessarily just that they got two points. Um, So that was against the Rangers. Oh, and another thing about the Rangers, how they are in a rebuild. They still have Lundqvist that, literally will keep them in games. Um, they still have guys like Kreider and VC. So so while they are in a rebuild, they're definitely not a pushover team.
1: No, they're not. Yeah, and Lunquist actually actually has so far in this year has a pretty good state percentage and goals against uh uh for himself. All right. And so he certainly has uh, played well early on.
0: Yep. Okay, so now let's talk about the second game, another home game for the Caps. This was against the Florida Panthers, a team that does not have uh, a win yet. <laughs> uh, but they do pull it out against the Caps in a high-scoring, crazy game. They win it in a shootout. Um, the score was 4-1 to one after the first period in favor of the Panthers. So in some respects, I'm happy and impressed that the Caps were able to even pull out a point in this game to get it to overtime. Uh, but it's a bit concerning Holpe giving up four. When Copley came in, I thought he did really well to kind of keep things at bay. He ended up just giving one in the uh, sec- at, at the very end of the second period. That was another power play goal, but Copley kept us in it. Unfortunately, he got scored on a bit um, in the shootout, while I think the cap should have already won it in the shooter at that point, but it is what it is. Uh, Panthers desperately pull out their first victory of the season and Caps fall in the shootout.
1: Yeah, I yeah, it's it's you saw some of this last year early on before they kind of, I guess, hit the switch later in the year. Um, you know, they just seem to to be not I don't want to say I think disinterested is kind of a strong word, but they sleepwalk through periods. Um, you know, they came out in the first period and, and Florida just. Skating around them, the the captures look like they were just you know skating in in quicksand mm-hmm. or just not just didn't have legs. I, I don't know flying. what it was. Um, but you know after having I think they had three days off between games or something like that. Uh, there's there's no excuse for that type of, of first period performance. They're, you know you're down four um, one. You then you have to expend all that energy just to come back and make it a game, which they did. They had forty minutes to do it. Um, and they did a you know a good job of of getting back in the game, but had they played the last forty minutes the way they would play, excuse me they played the first twenty minutes the way they played the last forty um that 's a different score yeah. it 's a different result um, yeah. and so a game that they were probably going to get no points after twenty minutes, they end up getting one um so out of those two games this week instead of getting four, they pull out three which is which is fine but You know, what I like to see is I like to see the effort. I like to see the consistent effort from everybody involved um, playing the way that they're supposed to play um, for checking, doing those things that that make them successful. And they certainly didn't do it, you know, in the first 20 minutes. Um, But like I said, ultimately, they end up getting the point.
0: Yeah. And maybe I, I agree with just about everything you said. And some positives to take out of this game was at least we finally got the depth scoring that we kind of talked about last week, which was so desperately needed. You got multiple assists from Eller. You got goals from both Brett Conley and Vrana, as well as Devontae Smith-Pelly. All of that was very important and good to see. Um, So the depth scoring at least emerged in this game, where where you didn't get too much from the top two lines. Um, We're still waiting on Burakovsky, but um, at least some other guys were able to get going. Uh, obviously, the the late goal from Nicholas Backstrom was huge. That was, I believe, we were on a power play and we had the goalie pulled as well. So that was, I guess, a six on four, um, Eller to Backstrom. That was an exciting, really clutch late goal there. Uh, so again, depth scoring we saw, uh, which is something we asked for last week. So it's starting to emerge a bit, which you have to have throughout the season. And just another thing on Florida, I think we both thought of them as a bat, bounce back team. Um, from last year, we thought they'd be even better than what they've showed so far this year. So they they showed their offensive muscles for sure against us on Friday. Um, and we'll see if they can get on any type of win streak. But for the Caps, three points in two games. So just one under the most you can get. It's better than just two points or less than that. So you take it for what it is and you just hope that they can tighten up defensively because you can't give up five regulation goals. That's just way too much.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, currently they are fourth in the league with in goals four with twenty nine. But on the flip side, they're fourth in the league, giving up the fourth most at twenty eight. Okay. And so, you know, you've got the now Toronto is third giving up the third most goals in the league and they've got twelve points. Yeah. So, you know, like we said with them, you know, their defense is going to be suspect, but they got to get the defense stuff. If they can get the defensive stuff kind of uh, screwed down a little bit more. um Little bit more structure, a little bit more success. Um, I think that will take care of itself, yeah. You know, no doubt. So, then you know, looking just briefly in the next week, they go on their uh, they're going out on a Canadian trip. So, after the next thir- game, three games next week, they'll have an eighth of the season gone. So, let's say that they are let's say they win all three and they are 10, I think would be, they would be 10, I think they would be end up being seven, uh. They're what three two and two. I'm sorry, three two and yeah, three two and two right now. They would be six two and two. So if you put that out over a whole season, that ends up being about forty eight wins. That's not too bad. We know they're not going to win them all, no. um, but the, you're you're looking at uh, them being probably about where they they may be, uh, mm-hmm. barring any injury. But they got to get their their house in order. So we'll see how they do this next week, uh, going on the road for extended time.
0: Yep. Okay, so that's basically the two game recap. Just just two games to talk about for this past week. Uh, now we can move on to the next segment, which we haven't done before. It's called Ovi's Office. Uh, basically, what we do is spotlight uh, Ho- uh, Ovi specifically his week or his yeah his week and what he did, how he produced. So basically, Ovechkin in the two games had two total goals. They were both in the Rangers game. And they were two power play goals literally from his office, Ovi's office. Very similar type goals. Beat Lundqvist twice. Um, just just a shot that can't be stopped. Uh, and and so he, he left the Rangers game with two goals. Uh, in the Panthers game, no goals, but two shots on goal and four hits. He actually had the most um, ice time for a forward in that game, for a Caps forward, which is 22 and a half minutes so or 22.5 minutes so so he got a a lot of time but in five regulation goals that the Caps scored against the Panthers none of them came from Ovi which is interesting but also it's okay to see because you need other guys to score so Ovechkin I think had a solid solid week um I know he had some big hits as well as the Panthers got called for one of them which I thought was kind of cheap but overall um a nice week for the Capitals captain wouldn't you say
1: yeah, um I thought that he his presence in the um uh, in the Rangers game was was felt all throughout. Um he had six shots on goal in the Rangers game. He scored on two of them. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, now when it, it's amazing you have a 6-5 game um, for the Florida game and not one of the five goals is scored by Ovechkin. Exactly. Which is kind of uh, unusual um like you were talking about with the secondary scoring. It was it's certainly good to see everybody else starting to you know contribute as opposed to the top line uh, Ovechkin specifically. but I think it also goes to show you that Florida played a pretty good game against Ovechkin. He only had two shots on goal the whole entire game. Yeah. Um, and he ended up being an e- being up uh, ended up being even uh, on his plus minus so uh, no points and just two shots, but I think that kind of goes a little bit towards what Florida may have done to the top line and to um, Ovechkin uh, specifically because um, even Stevenson had the same thing. He had two shots on goal and no points. The only person from that top line was was Kuznetsov. He had two assists. Okay. So that line really was – it produced two points but but no goals. So I think Florida uh, has to get a little bit of credit for neutralizing um, the Ovechkin line. But uh, other people picked
0: up in, in absence of that. Yeah, and it is pretty interesting. While the Caps gave up five regulation goals, Ovechkin was still had a neutral plus-minus, so he did pretty well um, against his counterparts on the top line for Panthers, so that was good to see. Um, okay, so that's basically our Ovi's office segment. We might do it every week, um, depending on if, if there's a lot to talk about with Ovechkin and how he produced or didn't produce um, for the games that the Caps played. Uh, maybe you can give us our little uh, middle blurb here now, Drew. Sure.
1: Yeah, be- Yeah. before we move on to the uh, next segment, um, I want to remind everyone again uh, to please check out our site, dmvsportsnetwork.com. And if you are at all interested in joining the writing staff or maybe even our podcast team, uh, do not hesitate to send uh, a DM to at dmv underscore sn on Twitter. There's especially a need at this point for additional capitals and fantasy football podcasters and writers So, again, if you're interested and you have a knack for this sort of thing, uh, send a DM to at DMV underscore SN on Twitter, and then I'll get back to you. All
0: right, great. So our next segment, we're going to do another type of prediction type thing. Uh, So we're going to do what we think is the top five teams to make the playoffs this year who didn't make it last year. So we're not just sticking with one conference. We're going cross-conference, just the top five teams overall who we think will make the playoffs this year in the nhl but who were not in the playoffs last year so i'll start us off drew at number five um i am going to take maybe a little surprise team uh, with the montreal Canadiens, who have somewhat surprised i think the hockey world so far this season they are um in a playoff slot right now they're top three in the atlantic do we think that they can keep up their good play? We don't know, but I've been pretty impressed, and that's why I have them at number five right now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty I – mean, I've been kind of surprised with their play, um, and I can, I can say that I'm. they're one of my teams as, as well. I don't really particularly have an order. But my, my first team that I thought um, would be Carolina, um, a team that actually was just missed last year, um, that's got some veteran leadership on it, um they really started out well this season you know currently they're um sitting up near the top of the division uh with regards to the metropolitan they're third uh currently sitting back um uh, uh behind the uh, behind the uh behind the caps so i think that they potentially could get in this year if they continue to play the the way they're playing uh Aho, just, he's, he's becoming a superstar down there. Um, every other highlight show that they that they have, have for them after a game highlight, whoever they play, he's just all over the ice. And so I think that um, they could potentially be uh, in the mix come, uh, come playoff time.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Carolina is like you said, currently sitting atop the Metro uh, and they're sixth overall in the Eastern conference with nine points. So, Definitely um, an improved team, Carolina, not an easy out, and I also expect to see them in the playoffs this year. So my number four team most likely to make the playoffs this year who didn't make last year is the Edmonton Oilers. I just think that while right now they're not in a playoff position, uh, I think they'll rattle off a good amount of wins this year with McDavid continuing to improve. I think the team in general will pick it up. Um, because I see some other Western teams kind of slouching um, this year and Edmonton taking taking the spot. Uh, Maybe it's kind of like a pick with my heart just because I want to see McDavid in the playoffs so badly again, just because of how electric he is. But uh, I do see Edmonton making this year. Do you think that they can make it happen?
1: Yeah, I think that they can. Um, I think, like you said, I think some things are going to have to come together for them. Um, But, Right now, they're sitting in the middle of the, pac- of, the pac- of the Pacific division. Um, they play two less games than most of the most of the teams in the top part right. of the division. So, you give them, let's say, you give them four points, that puts them in second place where Vancouver is. So, um, I think right now that they're probably where we thought they would be, uh, and we'll have to see how they progress uh, over the yeah. season. But I think they easily could be an eight seed or a seven seed, depending um, how well they play.
0: Okay. Uh, did you have another team you wanted to mention?
1: Yeah. The um, uh, the other team, another team I want to mention, I thought um, that might make some noise also um, is Calgary. Um, a team that actually last year we thought would be a, a playoff team because of the, the group that they had, Goudreau, um, Monahan. Giordano, and Monaghan. Yeah. They, they I was expecting them to have a, a pretty good year and, potentially fight, you know, bottom part of the, of the playoff seeding, maybe sixth uh, or seventh. Um, You know, they didn't, they didn't get in. So, so far this year, you know, I watched them play Boston a little bit the other night. Um, They had, they played really, really well, fast on pucks, um, forward checking and and played a really good game and and got the win. Um, But, you know, I, I think that they're another team from the Pacific that could make some noise and get in this year. So I'd be interested to see how they do um, this season.
0: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good pick because, as you said, they do sit in the middle of that Pacific division, which is a division that I don't think is really that difficult. You know, there's San Jose, Anaheim, Edmonton, but you look at the other teams like the LA Kings and Vegas. Both of them just do not look good this year at all. Like if we did a a reverse of this segment like teams who made it last year but who might not make it this year Vegas and the Kings would be at the top of my list on that so Calgary is a, is a nice pick um, they were right in it till just about the end of the regular season last year so I'm sure they're they're looking to get in this year um, so moving on number three on my list would be the Chicago Blackhawks obviously last year was just horrible for them i don't know what happened it was kind of just like a regroup year or something but they've come out this year with with some fire they currently have 10 points and sit in the middle of that western uh that central division which is a very tough division compared to the pacific uh but i think chicago with tabes and Kane, kind of rejuvenated i believe that they'll be in it um come playoff time
1: yeah i think so too um I, I think that they have uh, the potential, especially if they get on a run. Um, you know, Chicago's got that pedigree anyway. And uh, not, not really a, a head coach with Quenville. Uh, if anybody can get their team moving, it's him uh, with yeah. as much experience as he has.
0: Yeah, so who's your team?
1: I think the next, uh, the next one, and we, you've already kind of touched on it, um, I thought uh, Montreal um, as well. Uh, the way that they've started, uh, currently sitting third, as you said, in the Atlantic. Uh, just two points behind Toronto, as a matter of fact, with two games at hand. So, you know, a funny, a funny week and they could be sitting on top of the Atlantic. Um, I think the team's got a lot of confidence with the way they're playing. Um, and I'm kind of surprised at the beginning of the year, you know, they sat Alsner. Um, yeah. Breaking right. his Ironman streak um, and, you know, going with some younger guys. So. But, you know, it's, you know, they're 4-1-2 right now and and playing well early. So, uh, like you said, I'd be interested to see how they shake out here as the season
0: moves on. Yeah, and they're another team that's kind of like playing with house money, just kind of like how the Rangers were that we mentioned earlier. You know, every game they're probably coming in as a bit of an underdog, uh, regardless of where they are in the standings. Um, And so far they've looked pretty good, so... Yeah, Montreal is definitely on both of our lists. So moving on, my number two team most likely to make the playoffs this year who didn't make it last year is the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I think that goes without saying. This team is stacked. Um, while they sit at the bottom of the Central right now with only six points, they're 2-3-2, and two, so two OT losses. But I see this team, you know, 50, 60 games from now, being in the top three of that of that division. And at least being a wild card in the West last year, wasn't it like, didn't it come down to like the last game um, for them? And I think they lost and just missed the playoffs by a point, but I think anything short of the playoffs this year would get their head coach fired. Uh, and I just think that they're stacked. They added pieces in the off season. They're certainly all in. And um, you know, St. Louis fans are just desperate for some playoff success. Wouldn't you say? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And it's been uh, been quite a while. I think um, several years that they've uh, kind of sniffed even the playoffs um, in the first round. So, but yeah, you're right. I think they they missed it uh, behind Colorado last year, uh, last season by a point. And so you, I felt that they would have a better start um, to the season. And like I said, it's early, um, but I'm kind of surprised that they're sitting down there at the bottom at the moment. Um, but uh, like I said, it's so early right now. Um, they've got all the tools to do it. Um, uh, then it's just a matter of, uh, you know, put on, pulling themselves together and getting it done. So we'll see how they do here as the, uh, as we get into, you know, December and January.
0: Yeah. That division is just lethal though. Just looking at it, like there is no easy matchup at all. Like, you know, every other division has those at least bottom feeder teams, but, just looking at it, Dallas Minnesota Chicago and then the top dogs Winnipeg Colorado and Nashville there's St. Louis I mean they got to find a slot but now that I think about it it won't be surprising if they struggle to make it but again it's early so there's a lot of games left to be played so moving on uh do you agree with St. Louis did you have another team before we get to our my top uh pick
1: Yeah the 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 um the other team that um I kind of was looking at, uh, from, um, from last year, um, was going to be, um, what I thought would be Dallas, um, Mm -hmm. Dallas kind of in the same spot as St. Louis with the fact that, um, you know, they actually ended up being three points out, um, of the final spot when the season ended, but at one point they were actually in, um, Near the end of the year, and they had a terrible, um, a terrible stretch near the end of the year where they just couldn't buy two points. Uh, I don't know if it was just uh, fatigue of uh, just trying to maintain pace with um, Colorado and LA, um, but they just didn't have any gas left when they got to the end. And so, you know, this year so far, they're kind of lagging with St. Louis a little bit. I mean, they're right. Got a, just about the same record. They're almost 500. I mean, they're currently three and four. Uh, again, only seven games played. But um, I'm kind of surprised at where they're at. Yeah. But you know, their goals for and goals against are pretty even. They're they're underneath by two. Um, but the thing is, is they they were actually at one point three and one to begin the year, and
0: they've lost three in a row. Mm. Yeah, that's a good pick though, because I actually really like Dallas. They're one of my favorite Western teams offensively stacked defensively, I guess is where they lack a bit, even though they have guys like Klingberg. Those are some top notch blue liners. Uh, I'm not sure if their goalie situation is exactly where they want it, you know, for a cup run, but Dallas certainly has the firepower. um, And that's just a team I kind of omitted, but that's a good pick. I I think Dallas will be fighting for a spot for sure. Uh, So moving on to the top spot is who you mentioned Uh, right away I think Carolina is almost a lock to make the playoffs this year they are just look so so much improved from last year and they're just about all in as well they have guys like Aho Justin Williams as well as other pieces even though they lost Skinner they're still sitting atop the Metro currently and while they might not get the number one seed or even a top three seed in the playoffs I think they're definitely a lock to at least make the wild card uh Carolina Hurricanes, definitely a team to look out for.
1: Yeah, I I really can't. That's pretty good. Uh, I can't really add much more to it. Um, But yeah, I think that they're they're looking good right now, especially sitting up there with nine points.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, did you want to pick a final team who you think is the most most likely, or you've kind of named we've named about a lot of them?
1: Yeah the the other team um, the other team that I'm really kind of impressed with so far, which I actually think. in the Atlantic will, I think has a pretty good chance of actually getting there. just based upon the teams there is Ottawa. Um, you know, wow. they went on a sale, uh, late last year. Uh, you know, they couldn't keep Carlson. Carlson ended up in San Jose. Um, they were looking to unload Bobby Ryan's contract. Uh, I don't think, you know, they haven't absolutely done that yet. But right now they're sitting in fourth with two games in hand on Toronto and the Atlantic, and they got nine points. They're four, two, and one, um, currently on a three-game win streak. Um, and I- I've been impressed with their play. I, I-, I didn't expect them um, to be currently fourth in their division. Um, I expected them to be down in the bottom, bottom three uh, this early on in the year. But I mean other, after you get, after we talked you know we talked last week about um who we thought would make the playoffs in in each in each, uh, in each uh, division potentially um we you know, we talked about Toronto, Boston, Tampa being the top three of that division. But after you get past those three, i mean who who else is real powerful? you have like we talked about Montreal, they're kind of rebuilding um Ottawa certainly is Buffalo has had you know Eichel and been drafting. Um, they've had a couple top five picks recently. Um, Florida, uh, you know, even though they have the talent, have kind of been, you know, kind of in the middle of late. And then, of course, Detroit now, uh, you know, we don't talk about much of them of late. They've mm-hmm. only got four points after eight games. Um, they're currently kind of going to have to retool, but they're sitting at the bottom of that division. So I would think that right now, if you're Montreal, if you're Ottawa, and really if you're Buffalo, you're you're kind of sitting pretty good in the Atlantic right now. You get on a hot streak, you could be up amongst the big boys uh, as we get in here towards, you know, the middle of the season, and with eyes to the playoffs, you get that confidence. Um, so I, I really – I think there's going to be a, maybe a lot of surprises out of the Atlantic this year. Yeah,
0: seriously, Ottawa's kind of surprising us just like Montreal is. Uh, they actually just beat Montreal, was it last night or two nights ago, in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so – you never know. I'm glad we did this little prediction thing. We can come back to it towards the middle of the season, towards the end to see how it all shakes out. Um, so so that'll do it for that segment. And just looking ahead at the next Caps games, they're going to be on that uh, Canadian road trip for four or five games. Drew, are you going to be staying up till midnight to watch these games for the Caps?
1: Well, luckily, my schedule allows me to actually be awake overnight. So I right. actually probably will partake in some... Uh, in some of these games uh, I certainly would like to see how they're playing uh, as they go on on, the, on their trip so hopefully I'll be able to take in hopefully all of the games we'll see how that goes yeah
0: I love watching the Caps play these uh, Canadian teams and these Western teams it's just such a different type of matchup than playing the same different Eastern or Metro teams uh, sometimes the 10:30 p.m. starts kill me but Let's see if I can stay awake. Uh, I, I, it'll be tough, but I love watching these games. Uh, so that'll about do it for us here for this episode of the DC Power Play. This is our third episode, and we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, please subscribe to us and and leave us a review, either on iTunes or whichever podcast uh, platform you're listening to us on. Again, you can reach me. My name is Sabir. You can reach me on Twitter at PleaseWinDC. That's please spelled P-L-Z. And my co-host, Drew, you can find him on, on Twitter as well at RoboStop10. So, again, please check out our website, dmvsportsnetwork.com, and follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. And if you want to join the DMV Sports Network team, send them a DM on Twitter or via the website. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week, Drew.
1: Uh, you too, Severe. Have a good week. Thanks.
0: Thanks.